This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Meet Your Congregation, where we do exactly what it's called as you meet folks from the congregation. Um, today, I, I, I'm, it, well, it's me and Caleb, as always. Um, say hello, Caleb. Hello, Caleb. <laughs> today, uh, we have someone who comes in person, miraculously enough, and we had a cancellation, and our friend was there today to help us, so I uh, want to introduce Clifton Carter uh, from right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Clifton is an amazing tattoo artist, and he specializes in, I think, single needle black yeah. and gray yeah. work, which is incredible, and we will definitely link you to his Instagram so you can see some of his work. And he's a really smart, intellectual guy. And uh, if you follow him, you'll see in his stories he's got a lot of deep thoughts. But uh, please welcome friend and tattoo artist at Leviticus Tattoo, Clifton. How's it going, man? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to the discussion. Cool. So um, how long have you been in Minnesota? Uh, 14 months. 14 months. Yeah, I knew you hadn't been here very long, right? Yeah, yeah. I survived the previous winter. Nice, yeah. Looking I've, forward to this one. <clears throat> oh, it looks Adventure like it's be time. a bad one. Yeah. When yeah. I came, it like not did not stop snowing. Yeah. In the summer, like it still snowed almost into the summer. It How long crazy. ago was did you arrive? About six and a half years ago. Okay. Almost seven years now. All right. Which cool. is pretty crazy because I'm. That's how much time I was in Brooklyn, and I didn't oh, think I'd be here that long. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay until I'm forty. Yeah. I'll be forty four on the eighteenth of December. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. So, Cliff, it's funny because you were telling us earlier, but how did you find out? Uh, well, one, I guess, how did you find out about Revolution? And then, yeah. two, how did you find out that Revolution was here? Yeah, the whole story is so crazy because I don't remember how I originally found out. I think I was Googling something and I saw a picture of you and you're all tattooed up. And then I Googled you and found you on social media. And then I heard you were doing this like bar and Bible thing. And actually, the, I love a liter. Uh, what is that? Uh, Bible bar and and Brooklyn or <laughs> yeah, Bible yeah. bar and Brooklyn alliteration. Yeah, alliteration. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah, I thought you were still in New York, but my coworker tattooed you. And he shared it in his story, and I was uh, I saw it in his story, and I was like, no way. Do you know who that is? And he didn't, so I told, I gave him the kind of Reader's Digest version <laughs> of who you were. And, um, and that was Colin. Yeah, yeah. Over at Leviticus so, Tattoo. He covered up my first ex-wife tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. And he did my hand, my cross on my hand. Totally. Um, so anyway... Yeah, I was excited to hear that you were here, and I'd been following you for a while, so I had to, you know, come check out what you're doing. Revolution Church, I don't, I didn't know that's what it was called. I just, oh, and I had listened to one of your previous podcasts where you inter- interviewed um, Henry Rollins and um, Ron Jeremy. Yeah. And those are the two. This is Radiocast. Yeah. Did you interview Dressen on that one? I did. Okay, yeah. so I, I heard those And Justin three. tattooed me, too, yeah. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. Super cool. Stoked he's, like, 
really back in the public eye with oh, his skateboard. Oh, me too. I yeah. mean, he's just like taking off. He's totally. like crazy. He's like in Japan all yeah, the time. so rad. I love Eric Dressen. So rad. I love his old video parts. Oh, me too. And yeah. like we and him chat every now and then on Instagram. He's like a hell of a guy. Like when I was going through my divorce and stuff, he sent me packages full That's of stuff rad. and like mm. shirts and stickers and hats. He's a really like rare to meet a professional skateboarder, professional tattoo oh, artist yeah. who's still like the kindest man you've totally. ever met. Totally. He, he's definitely that. Yeah, I think maybe Tim Hendricks helped him get into tattooing, and I'm a big fan of Tim Hendricks tattooing. Um, yeah. Anyway, shop talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's kind of funny. Like I was getting tattooed, and you found out through that because yeah, that was somebody had bought me a gift certificate to Leviticus like a year earlier, and I just was like dragging my feet, and finally I was like, you know what, I got to get this tattoo covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finally went in and got something done. But it took That's me over cool. a year to do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's rad. Timing's nice. Yeah, it's so, like, it's so trippy, the coincidences and just philosophically, like, how to figure out, like, I don't know, the serendipity or, you know, from a, you know, whatever, the God incidences <laughs> or whatever, you know, just the, I don't know how complex the randomness or, uh, of the universe is or whatever. Um, yeah, but I'm stoked. That we cross paths. And you've been to Revolution at Bryant Lake Bowl. What, is this, was this your third time today that you came? I think. Yeah, I think, I think it's the third time I've seen you there. I, yeah, I think so. You were talking about Calvinism, so I can't say... I, I agree with you. I'm very critical of a, of a purely deterministic future. Although, scientifically, it's way more tempting. But anyway... Yeah, no, I, I know, yeah. But because, well... That's why I say I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm thankful for recent quantum indeterminacy or whatever. But regardless, I can't say we were determined to cross paths uh, or destiny. Or <laughs> yes. Anything. Yeah. But um, it's still bizarre. No, it's totally bizarre. Pretty yeah, weird. yeah. Um, That's a fun story. Yeah. At least... Yeah, yeah, talking about... To meet cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, from a theistic perspective, it, it, it definitely makes you think, whoa, maybe there is more to the universe. Yeah. The small world. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. What I, if, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was going to ask you what, what attracts you to to coming to the physical church, church or the, to, to the bowling alley, I guess. Yeah, yeah, especially you're extremely intellectual, and, you know, I feel like revolution's a little bit more like meat and potatoes sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, man, so much. Uh, it is strange that, okay, so first off, Jay, you're skateboarding, punk rock, tattooed, and that's my background. Yeah. So there's this, like, superficial, immediate like parallel or connection. I grew up Assemblies of God. You did too, right? Okay, so I was a teenager, skateboarder, punk rocker, sitting in a small Assemblies of God church in Appalachia, right next to the railroad station and the river, and there were like two churches and a liquor store, and that's it. And your dad was in the news, and we prayed for him. Oh. in our church and um and then once again fast forward you know whatever 35 years and i'm sitting in your living room <laughs> and then my wife and i my ex-wife 
Um, we watched Eyes of Tammy Faye Baker, and we were obsessed with that documentary, and we just thought she was the most amazing woman. That was a good one. And then, of course, listening to radio cast with the Ron Jeremy was fascinating. But anyway, yeah, it's really trippy. But I'm at a point where you're kind of, not to label you, but your idea of... Um, well, not your idea, but I've heard you mention the agnostic uh, Christian thing. Yeah. And that resonates with me a lot. I, I phrase it differently. You know, lately, I've really, the term universalist has resonated with me uh, more. I was saying hopeful universalist, but hmm. the word Christian has just become so problematic and lately. And no matter what a word I attach it to. So, yeah, um, right. I don't want to you know be condescending or alienate any listeners but i do uh say that epistemologically i'm still on the outer edges of christianity as a heretic or whatever but then ontologically i'm totally agnostic uh i shouldn't say totally agnostic i am somewhat agnostic ontologically but uh, I, I, i still can't no matter how much truth exists in the world, you know, universal ideas of love and compassion and peace and stuff. But for me, coming from the West, the narrative of Jesus is just so powerful. You were talking a lot about Martin Luther King Jr. And, of course, even outside of the West, I think about uh, whatever, Tolstoy and Gandhi. Yeah. and, and um, But anyway... Yeah, so there is a lot of reasons why what you're doing resonates with me. And the little theater in the side of a bowling alley, like, it's really a cultural performance art thing. Like, the fact that there's, you don't, nothing wrong with prayer and meditation, but it's not a contemplative moment, which is cool, and nothing against contemplative moments. But there's no, like, there's no, oh, what's that word? Um, just, I guess the ritual, you know, we're not singing. It's it's just really cool. It's almost a spoken word performance thing. Yeah. Come in, there's this guy on stage on a stool. They kind of, you know, you do your talk. And it just feels so interesting and unique to me, um, for sure. Well, I mean, it's funny because like Mark Maron and probably Mark Maron, the comedian, and Henry Rollins, yeah, just spoken word, totally. are kind of like two of my yeah my heroes of Absolutely. like speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, Vallely did that too. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just I love poetry. Like just whoever, like from Beatniks to Patti Smith to <laughs> to whoever. Like something about or like I don't know book tours or when I go to when you go to a, a gallery or a museum and it's an artist talk. Yeah. I love that stuff. Like, yeah, me too. Um, not that I'm at all against the ritual of more traditional ecclesiastical or whatever. I can't even think of the right word. But yeah, I'm not against that stuff. But it's a bit much sometimes. I'm not like as attached to the music or the or the ecclesiastical approach. And I feel like being that I don't associate that much with with christians not not that they're bad people uh, they're people so of course you know they're bad on some level and they're great on some level have you ever heard that quote sorry tangent have you ever heard that quote from that guy that was in a um russian gulag for a while and he said 
if only there was a group of people that the world would be better off without evil people. But in reality, the line between good and evil runs right down the middle of every person. That's great. Yeah, it's so good. So anyway, I just don't associate with very many Christians. Um, and what you're doing, I, th- I feel like anyone could come to it. Um, which is, uh, I'm, I'm dating an atheist and, um, I really think she only uses that word because of how much Christianity or specifically Catholicism hurt her. Mm -hmm. But I feel relatively hopeful that she'll not for any real reason, but it would be cool if she came with me to uh, revolution sometime. Mm -hmm. We have plenty of atheists who come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's rad. Mm -hmm. That's rad. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just heard this podcast about a guy that was doing Christian atheist groups, um, and I think that idea is really cool. There's that podcast, Unbelievable, that has yeah atheists and Christians. yeah. I used to listen to it all the time. Yeah. yeah, with Chris, what's his name from? This is some British guy. Yeah, it's a, it's an English podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> that's his theme song. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I definitely. I think that I don't want to say anything bad about that podcast. I've, I've gotten a lot out of listening to it and the conversations that he facilitates i'm definitely he's definitely far far more conservative than my yeah, own personal views totally. um and he sometimes honestly seems to have a little bit of an agenda oh behind totally that. um but i will say I, I do really appreciate the fact that he he is actively uh, creating spaces where conversations respectful conversations yeah. can be held uh, even if the host you know does have his own bias and everyone has sure. their own bias you know? he's so biased yeah he is biased. it's frustrating yeah but but he's still trying to facilitate yeah. conversations yeah. yeah and and i'm glad that atheists are on there but he says that both the atheist and the christian have even time but they don't yeah they don't i really (laughs) wish he was less biased for sure but it i mean it's a for christians it's a great podcast um Mm -hmm. and he says a lot of atheists listen to it but it's super biased biased. but it's it is it is pretty intelligent on some level Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure Cool. Um, well, we always ask the question: What, uh, in your experience and engagement with revolution, what are some things that you think that we could do better at, or that you'd like to see more of, or that we could adjust? You know, uh, any sort of feedback, positive or negative? Is there anything that comes oh, to it, mind? It's it's utter perfection. <laughs> there's, there's Perfect no, imperfection. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We know. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. There's that ten dollar bill for me. Yeah. <laughs> well. I heard Jay use the phrase unorganized religion and yeah, it's, it's perfect in its imperfection, um, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I, I have no criticism. I mean, I don't know, um, what people's problem is. The room should be full every Sunday, but yeah, that's not a criticism of revolution. It's just the best kept secret in the <laughs> Twin Cities. Hey, that's nice. That'd be that's, a good That should be slogan. our tagline. Yeah, best yeah, kept yeah. secret totally. in the Twin Cities. Totally. <laughs> we have like a secret knock together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. It's like a speakeasy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> secret society. Yeah. Are there any other um, cities in, or I mean, <laughs> cities, are there any other churches in the Twin Cities um, that that you also engage with or, or find any uh, fulfillment out of at all? I know you, you mentioned was it a, a sub plant of Woodland Hills that you yeah. were mentioning earlier to me? Yeah, so weird. I moved here to do a nine month unaccredited pilot program seminary through Woodland Hills, and I had read a bunch of Greg Boyd's books and was mm. pretty obsessed for a while. 
um, just really absorbing everything he had online from YouTube and podcasts mm-hmm. and and even like lectures that you know finding obscure universities uh, mm-hmm. a lot of Mennonite universities actually hmm. that post his stuff lectures and everything um was that earlier in your deconstruction when you were more obsessed with Greg Boyd uh, or were yeah. you still kind of in the same yeah. mental space what's interesting is that he claims that his ideas his theology have saved a lot of people's Christianity a lot of people's faith However, and he claims that because a lot of people have kind of this, like, God picture that isn't really beautiful, like, from particularly from a Calvinist background, because that's his axe to grind. Um, But I feel like he really fuels deconstruction. I mean, I have a a co-worker that Greg Boyd was his exit path from Christianity, Mm. and I feel like... He definitely was that way for me. I am not obsessed with him anymore. And on by a lot of barometers, he is progressive. But for me at this point, he's a little too conservative. Um, he wants to get tattooed by me, actually. And I need, hmm. to, I need to email him today. Yeah, you need to do that. Um, for sure. Uh, he's a trippy dude. I do like him. Um, and I am fascinated by the m- way his mind works, but I just have, I've definitely grown to disagree with a lot of his stuff, but, um, I'm still, I still identify as an open theist. We were talking about, you know, my lack of willingness just to subscribe to the idea of destiny. And so, um, yeah, I believe the future's partially made up of possibilities, which is a Greg Boyd thing, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely, there's some theology that uh, I've gotten from him that I haven't let go of. But he, yeah, he's been a part of my deconstruction. But I feel like, I don't know how else to put it other than I feel like I've moved past mm. my Greg Boyd phase. Yeah. Um, but anyway, as far as your question about uh, other churches, I mean, I definitely spent a lot of time at Woodland Hills. But I can't really say spend any more time at churches that are not fully lgbtq affirming yeah mm-hmm. um i just can't do that anymore i've i've done it my whole life and i it's just become a line in the sand for yeah. me um and everyone's on their own journey and you know whatever but i just can't in any way support or be affiliated or even like share space where it's not fully to use a common vernacular, safe space for LGBTQ. So anyway, right now, I mean, there's a lot of United Methodist churches in in Minneapolis that are fully inclusive of LGBTQ folks, but um, I haven't checked them out. So Mm -hmm. uh, there was a church that I really liked where our classroom was in the Jordan neighborhood in North Minneapolis that did a really great... um, what's it called a food shelf on thursday nights mm-hmm. and i thought that was really cool i loved unloading the trucks and packing up groceries and carrying with people's cars on thursdays that was really rad but and and actually it was really cool because it, it's a predominantly african-american church in a predominantly african-american neighborhood it's really small and it's just it's just way different than Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills is essentially a, a white megachurch in St. Paul, which 
I mean, it's cool, but that's not really what I'm trying to invest myself mm-hmm. in. Well, Clifton, thanks, man, for being on today. Thanks for doing this last minute. And uh, hopefully yeah. some... Speaking of God things, Hello. it just kind of fell into our lap. Yes. Yeah. And hopefully some people will come at you'll get some some followers on uh Oh, yeah. Why don't you plug Instagram. your... Plug yourself oh, yeah. on social media. Yeah, my main Instagram is at Clifton W. Carter Jr. Um, no spaces yeah. or anything? No. And uh, no underscores, no spaces. But yeah, follow me on Instagram. Uh, and yeah, uh, Leviticus Tattoo. Definitely um, check them out. Cool. Thanks, Clifton. Thanks, yeah, Clifton. thank you guys. Yeah. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. Hi, I'm Caleb with Post-Christian Podcasting. If you enjoyed this episode, you might also like The Sacred Collective. So, that's the first, that's like chapter one and two and three. Yeah. There's so many questions I can yeah. ask. Caleb, do you... I, I did have a question, um... This is kind of personal. If you don't want to answer, you obviously don't have to. I was just curious. Like you, you said, you were falling in love because obviously there were you had committed or you were in the process of committing to being a nun, mm-hmm. and so there was a lot on the line there. And so I'm just curious, what was so strong about your attraction? What, it sounds like what attracted you to um, wanting to be a nun uh, has a lot to do with you know being compassionate and caring. Yeah, and it sounds like that bled into all the the adoption and the foster care and things like that. Were those traits that you that you saw in Carol that attracted you so much to her? Um, she's strong. She's really strong, and all of the values that I have were her exact values too. Uh-huh. And we complemented each other a lot in that, like she's really practical, and I'm probably more excited. Uh-huh. Let's go do this, and, uh-huh. and um, so we really balanced each other really well. Um, but I think her strong commitment to justice and god Mm -hmm. um and she's awesome as Mm -hmm. one of the people at church that she is just a little bundle of awesome (laughs) and she is and i i I, but i was aware like i was actually sitting in church at like 6 30 in the morning and um carol was playing guitar Mm. and i'm sitting in the pews and i just thought she's so stunning Mm. and i just thought everybody has got to be noticing how stunning she is. And so I like, I look around thinking everybody's going to be staring at Carol because she's so awesome. <laughs> and uh, in fact, all of them are like looking at their Bibles, praying their rosary, looking at their toes, looking at the priest, mm. whatever. And I was like, duh, they're all nuns. Of course they're not looking at Carol. <laughs> they're praying, you know, we're in the middle of mass here. Right. So um, it was just like, oh, Kathy, mm. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Falling in love. So, wow. yeah. That was a post-Christian podcast. <laughs>